sports staff of the Holland Sentinel. This is From the Press Box. With your hosts, Brian Vernellis, Dan Diadonna, and Chris Zatarazny. Welcome back to From the Press Box, the weekly sports podcast done by the Sentinel sports staff. I'm sports editor Dan Diadonna, alongside assistant sports editor Chris Zatarazny. And we're here for another week of awesome sports talk. We've got lots of lots and lots of things again to talk about uh we kind of last week we ran out of time even to talk we had to skirt through some things yeah it uh it's no fun it's more fun to have the big big debates and things but uh we got a lot going on this week um but we're going to start by looking uh looking to recap a little bit of the weekend we're gonna start with kirk cousins one of the craziest games that i've seen here is here's kirk cousins throwing for four touchdowns 400 yards right and they tied <laughs> they should have lost yeah in regulation oh, ab- absolutely and then they should have won it in overtime yep. twice two field goals missed and they ended up tying the green bay packers now it's not a loss but it's just just very interesting it was the first it's the first time since 1973 that there was a tie in the nfl in week one and week two back to back which is crazy uh i don't know how there's a tie ever in NFL games now with the new rules where it's right. not you know the same exact sudden death that it is but I've not seen a quarterback look better and lose I mean not that he lost but and not win in I should sense, say yeah I mean he had that was a very important game for him especially the first game was so good for them as a team he played even better um great to see uh this kind of a start for the Holland native uh quarterback definitely he looked really really sharp yeah what a way to enter the your, your rivalry with with the packers i mean that that rivalry is huge and to be down and come back and and make those plays some of the passes he made were so on point i mean a, a throw of stefan Diggs was a was like a 40 or 50 yard touchdown uh reception it was incredible to see what he was able to do late in the game but it was unfortunate for him and the vikings to come up short in a tie like that um off of i mean missed field goals uh is it's unfortunate, but yeah, that's that's a very positive for uh, the Vikings and the Vikings fans, and obviously for Allen, people around here watching him playing in the NFL. That's a big positive uh, that they can stay with a, a really good Packers team there in the NFC North, and we'll see what happens in, in Minnesota. Yeah, that could be how the division shakes out. Actually, that could really be, you know, what it boils down to uh, between those two teams, the way yeah. they were playing, especially. Well, even, but Chicago last night looked pretty good against Seattle, but Seattle's also zero and two. But uh, yeah, the, the Bears with Khalil Mack, really good uh, defense, and and those three teams up there uh, looking solid, even with the ties uh, with the Vikings and the Packers. Those three teams are going to avoid it out, I think, for the NFC Championship. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote our former assistant sports editor Michael Applegate, who was around a few years ago. And he always said this, you can't ever leave a game up to a kicker. And he used to say that all the time. He said it more colorfully at, colorfully at times than I'm that. I'm sure, I'm sure. But that is one of the things that kind of bugs me about football. I mean, it makes it exciting in a lot of ways too. But here are all, you know, all of this strategy to try to go down and, you know, whatever. And then you have this kind of outcast kicker you know that just comes in and it's it's all up to their foot and it's yeah. but it's not just up to their foot it's up to the snapper and the hold and the whatever and it's just it's just really 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 strange i mean 
there's games that uh and it happened last week that um well this actually this week browns kicker missed three field goals in the game they could have won against i think the steelers right and he missed a couple extra points too yeah it was i mean one of them was (laughs) but still one of them i think you know was quite a bit long but the other weren't i mean yeah the vikings kicker missing things too so it's just very odd to see that in the first couple of weeks right not not normal right and just teams come down and march down the field and set up for the field goal I mean, I I'm, I can't believe that I'm blanking on the game from last week where a college game, I think, where they they had to hustle up and they ran it all the way down, ran out the clock and kicked a field goal. They took a knee three times and kicked a field goal inside the, from inside the 10-yard line. What if you do all that and the kicker misses it? I mean, yeah. like, why wouldn't you get it in the end zone? It was just... I, I was kind of hoping that that would backfire just because it's just I it's backing into a victory and I yeah. really I think it's it takes so much of the excitement away. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm with you there. Not that I have anything against kickers. That's a big skill, but like it's it's kind of like a closer in baseball. There's so much left on the shoulders. Yeah. And there's a reason that there's very few kickers that stay around a long time because it's such a toll mentally. I mean, Sometimes you get a kicker like Morton Anderson that kicks till he's 48, because why wouldn't he? And he could handle it. But most of the kickers last two, three years, and they're burnt out because there's such a toll that it takes on them. Um, and this this Cleveland Browns kicker, that's going to ruin him. Yeah, he got. I think he got cut. I mean, they signed someone else. I mean, yeah. he missed three field goals. That was awful you don't want to see that and you know that's terrible i mean the browns are a terrible team but they could have won that game if he had made those right. kicks and and now that loss is on right. his shoulders and he feels that and and now it costs him that. his job i yeah. mean like that's that's horrible yeah you don't get that in other positions a missed block doesn't cost a lineman their job right you know like it's it's just it's just, I mean, maybe the one that broke Joe Theismann's leg in the, you know, the, yeah. the well. Lawrence Taylor broke his leg. Maybe, <laughs> right. maybe that cost the lineman his job. But usually, you know, that's, that's I, and that's another reason that I will jump off topic for a second and reclaim my love for baseball where everybody has to have go. their turn and there everybody's pretty equal. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I want to get excited about football. And I'm excited about the high school football scene around here and we'll talk about that in a little bit but there's not much to be that excited about as far as the bigger schools michigan and michigan i mean michigan beat smu they they didn't look great looked okay and michigan state had a bye this past week but they're they're gonna play cmu this weekend i just i'm just not really feeling it for either team i just i'm not feeling it and I want one of these teams to ex- excite us, you know. Like, there's, there, we're not there yet, right? And that, that stinks. Now, there's one team that's definitely not exciting us, and that's the Detroit Lions. They seem they're exciting everyone else's fans. They would excite the Browns fans if they were playing them because they would be excited the Browns to play. Actually win a game? They, yeah, I mean, I actually think the Browns will win a few games this year. They probably um, will. They look okay, but I maybe three, four games, but. Uh, will the Lions win four games? I don't know. Like this is really getting to the. I mean, I would say it's getting to the point of concern already. Not because they lost to the Forty ers That's not. I think it's because how they lost. It's how they lost and how they lost to the Jets. 
Yeah, two weeks in a row. I mean, the first the first week was it, it sums up in 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 one word: awful. Uh, in week one, they had what, a chance at redemption. Stafford have four picks. Yeah, his worst game of his career. Yeah. Um, but they had a chance at redemption. Not to maybe not to win in week two, but to play better and just prove that you are a more competitive team because the week one was you, you throw in the garbage that was it, um, and the Lions were somewhat competitive in the first half. They were down thirteen to ten at halftime. They looked okay. It wasn't like they were getting blown out, but they looked okay. Then the third quarter happened, and that was pretty much it. I mean, the the Niners took took the lead. They just took. Uh, advantage of a lot of mistakes by the Lions uh, defensively, and uh, the defense was not good at all. And they made a comeback, and they gave you some hope at the end, like, oh, they might actually win this game, and then that was it. They lost, you know. See, that's Um, the difference between the Browns and the Lions. The Lions seem to want to give us hope. Yeah. And then take it away. Most of the time, lately at least, with the Browns, there's no hope. So if they win, great, but you're not expecting them to win. Right. The Lions toy with us that way. It, uh, it's kind of like it actually, if I can, of course, relate it back to baseball. The Lions are kind of like the Red Sox where they're so close. I mean, it's not to a title. The Red Sox were so close to a title a bunch of years and they had went in this whole curse of Babe Ruth stuff. But they, they got their fans to the edge of their seats to almost win. Yep. And, and, then, and then it came crashing down in one way or another. For 100 years, the Cubs never got anywhere near it. And that's what the Browns are. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. And it's, I feel like it's got to be less anguishing to be a Browns fan because it might be. At least you know you're going to lose. You don't expect it. You don't expect it. We haven't got to that point yet. They haven't expected it since what, 86? I mean, that's a long time, really. Yeah. Um, But the, the Lions have had great teams since then. And, and pretty great players too yeah. at times, but they just they give you hope and then they take it right away. Right. And uh, Sunday evening, where you know you're watching the game, and if you're watching on defense, you're you're watching a guy named Matt Breida, uh, the running back for the Niners, ha- uh, have 11 carries for 138 yards. He's a second year pro out of Georgia Southern. Last week against Minnesota, he had 11 carries for 46 yards. You made a guy that's not normally a starter. Look like a star, yeah. And they've done that two weeks in a row to, to both running backs for the Jets and now the Niners. So the run defense for the Lions is just awful, and that's different. Not that normal. used to not be the case. Right. I mean, especially they had those years where they had Nanamakan Sue and Nick Fairley in the middle. There was no way that the, yeah you had <laughs> they nice, just clogged nice up line. too much. You know, I mean, so yeah, it's just really weird. they just keep finding new ways. Yes, um, it's 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 surprising in that how they're going to lose a game, um, and and Stafford looked a lot better uh, this week than last week. He still uh, he had no interceptions, but he still missed some key throws late in the game. Where actually all game he had a receiver open or a, a nice a nice pass wide open, and he just overthrew the guy. I, I saw at least four times on Sunday where he overthrew the guy. I don't know what it is with with him if he's still got that first week jitters or if he's just making bad decisions or mental mistakes. But he, he was better. It wasn't his best. Yeah. And he has to improve in order for the Lions to win. Yeah, But that defense really needs to improve. I don't think that you can even say first game jitters for him, a veteran. Like oh, absolutely that. not. No, I, not I, I, I just think he just didn't get in sync that game. But now, even the best have games like that. Like, I'm not oh, saying sure. that this his season is going to be like that or anything. Um, 
but this this week will be uh, very telling on what uh, what we're going to see the rest of the season. Yeah, what's what's worse is uh, it's Sunday night game, so it's against the Patriots. Um, they just received Josh Gordon from the Browns for a fifth round pick. Don't know how that was possible, but uh, he's ready to play. And so now Tom Brady and his offense has another weapon to uh, torch the Lions with. So uh, I fully expect uh, three straight losses coming, and maybe oh, yeah. maybe a win. Oh in, yeah, you know. But I think October, with Patricia maybe. and the statement he's trying to make here, I think we'll be able to tell based on how they play. Sure, I yes. don't expect them to win by any means, but there's a way that you can play. And get beat by a better team, and not look ridiculous, yeah, um, and not look awful. And I think that that capability is there. I don't know. I feel like games like this, though, in prime time, growing up, they would win. Like I remember, like Barry Sanders having like three hundred yards against Dallas on a Monday night game in the mid nineties, like when Dallas won the Super Bowl, and. No one expected the Lions to do anything, and they won. And I yeah. feel like that that happens on these primetime games. I feel like there was a year where they won every game that was a Monday night, Sunday night, or a Thursday, and then they lost all the Sunday yeah. afternoon games the whole year, and they ended up like you know with five wins, you know, something like that. And it just doesn't make any sense. But maybe, maybe that's something. But I don't know. The Jets game didn't really. No. cater to that either. So, so to all Lions fans, maybe don't have much hope. Just be realistic about the season at this point. maybe as long as they don't have a running clock like they do in the high school yes. games exactly <laughs> that, exactly that'll be a victory for them it should, it should be an interesting game though to see patricia against his former team just to yeah. see how he schemes up his offense and his defense against a pretty solid patriots team right and if the Lions' pass defense is better than the run defense that is different against the patriots yeah so who knows yeah. but we know what's going to happen yeah. ultimately but this will be an interesting week though because even even getting beat by a better team you can learn from that team and you can learn things that will help you yeah um i think the first week there was too much to learn they were just awful i think they picked up a little bit this week and if they can pick up a little bit more um yeah it's gonna be a long oh and four i'm not i can't say that i'm necessarily or oh and three i can't say i'm necessarily surprised well they have the cowboys at the cowboys after the patriots and they face packers at home and then the Dolphins on the road and the Seahawks who are now 0-2 at home. So that's Dolphins Seahawks games could be wins for them. But could be. But you can't count on could those. Could be. I mean, I would have banked on them beating the Jets though. I thought I would I would have too. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. I never so I didn't even think we were going to have to get into this conversation about when are they going to finally win a game because I assumed like an idiot anything with the Lions you can't assume. But no. like I figured they would win and then lose these next three. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's never good. You don't want to. You don't want to get there. You don't want to have be in this zero and sixteen talk. Uh, I don't think they'll be that. But they'll I don't think they will either. Win a couple games. But because that idea. was them. See, the Browns can't even go zero and sixteen because they tied a game. Yeah, that's right. So they. But because it was them, that will come up until they win a game. Oh yeah, it always and does. that's that stinks. I mean, but it's they have to earn it. Yep. That talk to go away because right now, it should be talked about because yep. they've been playing. They're not good. They've been playing that bad. Yep. All right, let's before we get to the high school games, let's talk about a couple things that are good. A couple things that are going on good. First of all, the Cubs are still in first place. 
Uh, they're hanging on for dear life because uh, Milwaukee's playing so well. Just Granderson is killing them, man. They Milwaukee got Granderson. I can't be too mad with Granderson. Um, you know, leading this late charge for the Brewers, but uh, the Cubs are still up by a couple games. This is going to be a very exciting couple weeks of baseball for them, uh, as it should be. Tigers not so much, um, yeah. but I, you know, I don't know. And then we've got the whole. The craziest thing this year will be the Cy Young races, actually. Yeah. I mean, Verlander's in the hunt for the American League one. Chris Sale seemed to be ahead, but then he's been hurt for so long now. And then you've got Scherzer in a three-headed monster race with Nova and Nola, excuse me, and Jacob deGrom from the Mets, where they're saying that all three of those guys, whoever wins, could win the MVP. Wouldn't it be something if one of them won the Cy Young and a different one of them won the MVP? That would be very odd. Uh, that would be so weird, um, but no one has really... You know, maybe Javi Baez for the Cubs will have two monster weeks here and, and propel them to, a, you know, and then he'll title. separate himself a little bit. But um, locally, uh, I got to talk a little bit about uh, Hope Hope Soccer and Hope Volleyball. I mean, the Hope Soccer teams are playing fantastic right now. Um, the women are ranked. The men are not quite ranked, but I would guess they would be will be soon. Should um, be. Neither one of them have lost. I'm pretty sure. Um, one of them's got a tie, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ho- the women tied number three Chicago. Yes. Um, they both won their purple games on Saturday, which was very exciting. Big crowd, you know, good money raised for a good cause. Uh, very emotional for um for some for everybody really. I mean, everybody's got um some ties to cancer, unfortunately. And uh, Eliza Beard from Black River, her uh her grandfather just died two weeks ago of cancer and oh, man. she was able to play for him and uh be able to use that for some inspiration um but yeah they're looking really really good both teams the hope men are actually ranked 23rd just oh, are they, 22nd they just, i just looked it up oh yeah. they just got on the rankings today yes. awesome yep. um so this is i mean it's been a while since we've had both soccer teams and the volleyball team ranked at the same time um usually it's one of the soccer teams in the 20s and you know the hope volleyball team has been ranked a lot lately in the past decade but um they're up the volleyball team is also up to number 13 um after th- winning three out of four uh i think they're 10 and one now um i want to talk just a little bit about katie reedberg from uh, she's a west yeah, Ottawa graduate really well she uh last week she had uh um tied the school record with 28 kills in a four set match uh, that tied J.C. Fiedler and Jenna Grassmeyer, who were first-team All-Americans. And she followed that up this uh, this weekend by having a match with 27. So That's very impressive. She's not going anywhere, and neither is Hope. They're ranked number 13. They're playing very, very, very well. And they got Calvin this weekend, number who's ranked number one. So this showdown is going to be fantastic. Again, you know, just when you think going into the year – Man, Calvin's got all their big studs back, and Hope lost a good chunk of theirs. They're they're meshing with their chemistry, and they're running the way they're running a two setter system. It's working very well, and this could be um, a much better Hope Calvin matchup than previously anticipated, and that's very exciting. Um, so that is at Calvin on Saturday. Um, it's always exciting to see a team face the number one team in the country. I mean, that's yeah. You don't get much of that around here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then, so who knows? We could end up with a pretty exciting year for both soccer teams and the volleyball team. Um, that would be fun. I mean, uh, 
Hope football team. They did they did pretty well this weekend too. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, a good one on the road. I mean, they now are two and one. Uh, they're going to a bye week this week, but I think the story of the weekend for Hope um, was running back Mike McClusiak. He returned to the field after more than a year off uh, because of a tour ACL, um, and he got back into spring practice and was working to return and. Uh, didn't play the first two games, and, and then he had 13 carries uh, for 146 yards and three touchdowns in the win. So that's uh, that's a huge momentum boost for Hope, but also a huge morale boost for the team as well. I mean, to have a guy go through an injury and come back and then play really well, not just play, play really well, that's, that's something that you don't see. And I think the team probably needed to see that a little bit after uh, a week one loss and then on the road they get to bond for two weeks uh, with each other as a, as a team um that really brings you, you together um as brothers in a way uh for a football team and and now they get a week off and they have to prepare for trying uh which will be probably the biggest game of the season for them didn't they have an extra week off before trying they may last have year or the year before they i may feel have. like i feel like it didn't work out for them um, the last time they had a bye uh, I'll have to look at the results but, from last year, but yeah, trying last year was really good, and uh, they did not have a week off last year. It was Adrian at homecoming and then on trying. Gotcha. They okay. lost fifty to fourteen last year to trying on the road. Right. I went down to cover that game, and it was I thought a close game, going to be a close game. Both teams were really good, um, but Hope just kind of fell flat on their faces in that game, and now they have a chance of redemption this year at home to face a team that's ranked. Trying is ranked in D three football. Um, so this this one is going to be probably the biggest game of the season. It's a five o'clock game next Saturday, the 29th, and I would expect to to see Smith Stadium filled because yeah. this is this one will probably determine the MIAA champ. Right. I'm really glad that Hope Calvin volleyball is this Saturday, and that game is next Saturday. It's it's always a worry when two of those big things are together because the, they split the crowd. Yeah, and it's just really. It's really a bummer. And having it be a later game, a 5 o'clock game, will be good, too, because most of the other athletes will be done by theirs. Um, and that's a lot of... When you think about the cross-country teams, the golf teams, the volleyball team, the soccer teams, all usually competing on Saturdays, that's a ton of people that could be in a football. Yeah. That's a whole section, you yep. know? It's very... It's hard. I mean, you got a lot so, of good teams. You want to see them all, but you can't because everyone's playing around the same time. Right. So this should be that should be really good for them. For yeah. both teams, the volleyball and then... Um, just like it was for the the purple games this past Saturday. Yes, it was it was a great setup for everybody to get kind of their little showcase, um, as well they should. And if Hope wins this football game, this could be really interesting. And if Hope wins this volleyball match, which you never know, um, they're f- perfectly capable of winning. Right, yeah. Um, this this is going to be a year where both soccer teams, both golf teams, the football team, the volleyball team. And at least one of the cross country teams are going to be in it till the end to win the league. Yeah, that's that's impressive. That's very impressive, and that's I I don't know if that's ever happened before. We're putting the cart way before the horse on this, obviously. Right. But just the fact that all the teams are good, yes, like possibilities, like are. really good. Yeah, that is uh, that's very exciting for the fall, um, especially because. Uh, they all are kind of feeding off each other, I think, yep. too, which is nice now. I remember one of the the men's soccer players was telling me that at the last couple of years when they have had a little bit down year that 
it did bother them that everybody else's teams were doing so well in the fall and and it should yeah. and i think that that's uh, that's a big point of pride and i think that's part of the the reason that uh you know that the soccer team is uh having a turnaround i don't think it's all the new coach i think that the guys have the right mentality and the right motivation yeah. and i think that we got they got there and that's that's exciting that at least everybody's a factor yeah um because that doesn't always happen. So, and China's ranked 16th, by the way, 16th okay. in the Ooh. country. So, a real challenge for Hope. But they put up 508 yards of total offense last week. So, yeah, you know, pretty good day for them. Should be good. That's why we play the games, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Speaking of that, let's jump into our high school football picks and analysis here. Here we um, go. Here we go. Indeed. Uh, on paper, I would say this week is a little bit more cut and dry than the last couple weeks. Um, but that does not so. mean that uh, that does not mean that there aren't any upsets of Bruin. Um, but let's start uh, let's start with the OK Green, where all the drama is beginning to unfold here. Um, first one, Hamilton at Holland. Um, so coming for Holland. The both teams are uh, talented and have not shown their full potential yet, and they've also had some tough moments. So, who you got? Well, I'll be there. Get to cover uh, homecoming, I think. Uh, I saw Hamilton last week against Zealand East. I mean, Zealand East is really good, so Hamilton had a tough day, but I've also seen Holland and what they can do. Um, but that was week one. That was four weeks ago now. Crazy. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm taking Holland in this game. I mean, they're 2-2. Two and two. Hamilton's 1-3. and three. I think they're probably better than their records show. Um, both teams. Both teams, yeah. Hamilton looked decent, I mean, against the Illinois. There were times where they had some chances, and their quarterback, uh, Marcus McElwain, has some speed, and that's going to be a difficult uh, thing for Holland to stop. But uh, Holland has Donovan Webb, and he's going to run all over that Hamilton defense, and I see a Holland win on homecoming. Yeah, he's – I mean, and it's not even us necessarily picking on the Hamilton defense. He's running over every, running through everybody. I mean, he even had 100 yards against um, the Ducks. Yeah. I mean – they're a good defense yeah he's tough to stop i mean he is tough to stop and i think what uh the ducks did is made sure no one else beat them yeah uh which is kind of the way you have to attack holland if you are facing them um because if you put all your eggs in the donovan web basket you will get burned (laughs) so um yeah i think I, i got holland in this game too i think homecoming you know adds a little bit of extra flavor to this game and i think that they're um, just a little bit better than hamilton um and you know they they holland had the tough loss to unity christian i think it was nine points they played very well against a ranked team especially a wing t team coming off getting trounced by zealand west the week before right a huge improvement week for them uh this week and if you know they keep that going they're gonna you know they'll have a they'll have a pretty pretty good win uh this week Another double local matchup, Holland Christian at Zealand East. It's going to be interesting. Points uh, are flying. Both teams actually received one vote each in the Michigan High School football poll. Um, one point, so it gives them an honorable mention in their respective divisions. So Which puts them in the like, 14, 15 yeah, range, something like that. The Chicks uh, in Division 3 and Holland Christian in Division 4. Um, I'm going with uh, the Chicks here. Uh, they are really good. They've got a solid offense behind Josh Fusco, running back, um, and Gabe Taylor, quarterback. They are Boone Bonama, linebacker and tight end. I mean, Berghorst on the lines. That is a very tough offense and a very tough defense. Now, they're still learning. They're still going through some some learning uh, 
growing pains, I should say. But Holland Christian, they've been without Will Van Weeren for the past couple of weeks. He's been very crucial to their offense. Um, they squeaked out a win last week against Byron Center somehow with 15 points, which is kind of an odd score for a football game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Chicks take this one over Holland Christian. They just the depth is not there for Holland Christian. I think the Chicks are are too much for them. Yeah, and I think that even if Will Van Weeren's playing and if their offense is doing really well, I just see the Chicks defense being able to get more stops. Yeah. Um, I would love to see you know kind of an offensive shootout that would be very fun i don't necessarily think that's going to happen because of how the chicks defense is but i mean it really boils down to can the holland christian defense stop the run right because if they can't stop the run i mean that's what coaches say at the beginning of the year <laughs> it's so simple this is <laughs> but this is what it is running them Right, and Gabe Taylor has you know been able to give them another option as the running quarterback. He can throw too, though. Um, but he, if you can stop the run and force him to throw in situations when you know they're going to throw, that's how you beat them. But I don't, I just don't see it in a whole game situation. I see them; they've been able to do that maybe a couple times. I just in a whole game thing, I th- go game situation. I think that the Chicks defense gets a few more stops yeah. and wins by a, you know maybe. Three scores. Yep, I'm with you there. All right, and now we've got um, Zeeland West at Byron Center. Uh, you know, some of these, uh, you know, the past, maybe not last year, a couple years ago, these games were it. Zeeland West versus Byron Center had, had about two or three years where this was for the conference. Yeah. And that's not the case now. I think Zeeland West wins big, easy, even though it's a road game. I think they can't, as long as they come in. I see, you don't usually have Zeeland West, Shiltos teams don't usually have mental lapses for a whole game they get outplayed sometimes right but i don't think that's going to be the case i think they win big yeah i'm with you here ducks all the way byron center's one and three they're down for the second consecutive year they're just not there um yeah ducks big all right moving to the okay red west ottawa at caledonia west ottawa is coming off the two strangest games that i can ever remember them playing and the two most opposite uh situations they got the ultimate high by winning at Rockford for the first time in almost 30 years. And then the ultimate low of coming back and losing 56-7 to to East Kentwood at home. Now, East Kentwood was like ranked 12th, and they played fantastic. I was at that game. But Zealand, or Zealand West, West Ottawa had n- no energy. Like, the energy was gone. They must have spent it all in Rockford. Uh, you could just it was just different the the vibe was not there even from the beginning of the game this game was one of the games of the week in all west michigan there was so many different media outlets there it was packed it was it was it should have been very very exciting and it just the energy got sucked out right away and it was just a weird feeling of a game um especially after what had happened the week before so this is a week where they got to go to caledonia and take care of business to turn the page and keep moving i think they do that yeah. Um, but they gotta they gotta have some energy, otherwise the same thing is gonna happen again. I, I was surprised at the score last week, honestly. I, I thought coming off a big high against Rockford, West Ottawa would roll not over East County, but roll that momentum into the second week and they just they didn't and it was shocking to say the least. A number of fans uh, that I talked to at Hamilton and Dealing West, some coaches as well were like very shocked that West Ottawa had got beaten so badly by East Kentwood. Um, Caledonia's won three this this year. Uh, last year, West Ottawa beat them thirty five seven. It 
probably won't be as big. West Ottawa needs this win, though, to gain their confidence back. I think they do. Maybe it's a one or two score uh, advantage for West Ottawa, but it won't be as big as last year. No, I agree. I think they. I think they win this game, but they gotta. I mean, they gotta bring the energy. That was. It was oh, one of the weirdest games I've ever seen because I'm not surprised that East Kentwood was good enough to beat them. I'm not surprised at that. Oh yeah. I mean, I w- if you, if you told me East Kent would beat them twenty eight fourteen, I wouldn't have been surprised no, at all. It's, I mean, it's that's how they beat them. Yeah, it was just complete domination. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. When it rains, it pours, and that's what happened at West yeah, Ottawa. It was, and it usually doesn't happen like that to them. Yep. In the OK Red at all, usually you don't have games like that. It was very strange. All right, now moving to the sack. We've got Goebbels at Sagatuck. Uh, Sagatuck's coming off a 49-48 double overtime loss where they were gutsy and went for two when they didn't have to, and it didn't work out, um, and they got a tough loss last week. Um, but I, don't, I, I think that they recover um, and uh, you know, kind of right the ship this week against Goebbels, it's at home. Uh, Goebbels is down from what they've been. Uh, I see them winning big. Yeah, I'm with you. What a what a game for Sogtuck last week. Even to lose, I mean, that was incredible. Uh, to lose by one point on two point conversion, that just this failed. Um, they they shouldn't feel bad about that loss. They were right there with them. It just turned out to be a loss because of a a play that didn't go their way, and that's all. This week they win big. Goebbels is one in three. They were shut out the first two weeks of the season. They won last week by a shutout, but they've only scored six points prior to that. Last year was twenty-seven nothing over Bridgman. Uh, Sagatuck is just way too good. Goebbels has been bad now for a couple of years, and Sagatuck wins big. All right, in our last game of the week we got Martin at Fenville. Um, Fenville had a big win last week. Um, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah. This is gonna be interesting because Fenville won on like a, the last. They were down thirty to twenty-seven with like a minute left or whatever it was against Waterville. Against Waterville, yeah. a good team. And it was the Jace Cossey and Matthew Sanchez show, and they figured out a way to get the ball to Jace Cossey from thirty yards out <laughs> to win the ball game uh, over Waterville on the on the road. I think it was, or was it at home? Was it, it was, it was a at home game. Yeah, um, a big win for Fenville, especially coming after off a loss to Delton twenty-eight to seven. That's a that's a momentum spark boost, whatever you want to call it, and they need that this week because Martin is three and one, and they have won their past two games by shutout. So this is going to be probably one of the tougher games of the week uh, in terms of our area because it'll be more competitive. Uh, but I'm taking Fenville. Um, last year, uh, Fenville won thirty five six over Martin. Won't be that big a, again. I think it'll be closer, maybe a, a three or seven point difference. But uh, I think Fenville realizes hey this is a big game to keep that momentum going and they need this one so i'm taking fenville yeah i think that uh it, i agree it won't be as probably won't be as close uh or will be closer this year but fenville's better than they were last year very true yeah but so is martin yes so i would agree that that's probably the case but I, I i can't pick against fenville at home in this situation after as big a win that they had last week um, they could keep this momentum going, and if they play like they did last week and stay focused, I mean, we're looking at that Saugatuck Fenville showdown is looking good, better and better by the oh, week yeah. here. So, um, yeah, I'm taking Fenville as well. Um, so, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Chris. Sure. Uh, give me one player. We'll start with a player. One player in high school football in the area that's 
just kind of jumped out at you. That's playing much better than you thought. We, I mean, we obviously all know knew that Boone Bonham was a great defender. Yes, and that Berghorst is a great defender, and you know we knew that Donovan Webb is a great running back. Uh, is there somebody that's jumped out? And Holland Christian's passing attack. We were expected that. Is there somebody else that's jumped out at you? Uh, as far as just in a surprising way that's playing so well. Yeah, and I've seen the Chicks now three times, so I'm picking a Chicks player, but it's freshman Tag Bonama. Mm-hmm. It's it's no surprise that he's playing well, but he's a freshman, and I think that's the surprising part. Um, brother of Boone, they're, they're a football family. They're very good, but he's playing linebacker with his brother, and while he's made some mistakes now and again because he's a freshman, he's going to learn that's normal. Um, he's been able to make some tackles on defense that have been pretty key in some big games, especially against East Grand Rapids and Catholic Central. Last week he was, I mean, he was good against Hamilton, but so was everybody else. But I think this is a really cool experience for him because he gets to play alongside his senior brother at linebacker and learn from a guy who's going D1 at Western Michigan. And I think, I don't know if he would, if he would be as good if he didn't have someone, someone like Boone next to him, but as a freshman, having that senior leadership uh, right beside him being his brother has kind of jumped out and, and surprised me in a way that he's been able to play better than I thought he would for sure uh, for me there's there's been a few players that have uh, that have jumped out first of all I didn't think that I wasn't sure that Brad Dunn was going to be as good as he has been at quarterback since he was a receiver last year um, and that's been but that's also not surprising either right um, I'd say the biggest person right now that's somewhat come out of nowhere to affect a lot of games for me is mason baker of zealand west um he's got several interceptions three four interceptions a couple pick sixes uh he's playing tight end a little bit too he's been making uh an impact on both sides of the ball and i think that i mean the whole ducks offense you know they kind of just retool and you know they have the the next generation of yeah that's uh, of players in the wing tee but you know this year looked like it on paper it could have been a down year as far as personnel given who uh you know who had graduated and what direction they were heading and they have been out of sight i mean they've just played so well uh that it's been very uh very impressive and then gulker their quarterback their young quarterback uh he throws the ball like they they, he's got throwing the ball with him which has been uh very exciting to see and i think that that just that factor is changing the game quite a bit because it's not the Ducks team that would throw once or twice a game only to surprise teams. They throw much more than once or twice a game. Yeah. So it keep, but it keeps the defense on their toes, and that I think still it, it opens up their potent running game that's already been established. So yeah. it's been interesting to see. Yeah. Two good players there. So yeah, we'll see what happens this week. Teams are going to start the playoff push pretty soon here. Um. Yeah, everybody's everybody's still in it. Everybody's still in it, and that's uh, that's an exciting thing. Uh, we don't always have that this far into the season, um, but of course, in a year where everyone wins the opener for the first time ever, who yeah. knows? Who knows what can happen this week? So, um, those are the games this week. Um, lots of big things happening. Hope Calvin volleyball on Saturday, then um, all the football teams get back into it. So. Um, yeah, go out and watch some teams uh, and uh, let us know if there's something we're blatantly missing. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it should be a good week of football. A couple double local games this week. And uh, 
yeah, lots of lots of things to lots of things to watch for. So gonna be a good week. Last yeah, and the pennant races, man. Last week, September. So enjoy the. I guess the summer weather in a way. Watching some good games, and then pretty soon it's football weather, and we're in October. Goes All by right. really fast. It really does. It really does. So enjoy it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Yeah.